I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Fighting on Film, the war movie podcast. In this new weekly series, we'll be bringing you our review of Masters of the Air as each new episode drops. Hello, welcome back to our Masters of the Air special. Now, we are on episode five. We're officially, it was nine episodes, so I guess we're officially just over halfway um, into the series. But before we begin, don't forget, you can get a huge 10% discount off uh, airfix.com by using the code FOF podcast. That's all one word, all caps, FOF podcast. Please use it because you can get 10% off some lovely model kits. Maybe make your favorite thought from the show. So, Matt, if I had any ounce of artistic skill, I would this week I would be making Royal Flush, which is yes. my thought of the week. That That's my thought of the Throwing week, too. The beginning. Okay. I like um, AR Go. That's a good one too. That's a, that is a good one actually. Like, what the hell this does that mean? <laughs> we, we got like we got like three or four this week, and was like, mm. nice. Um, yeah, I mean, don't sleep on the ethics discount. Get no, on it. Um, yeah, please use it because once because it, it only lasts until the end of Masters of the Air, so you only right. have what four more weeks to right. do it. Yeah. yeah. So this week the episode was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck who are a directorial um, team, essentially. And they predominantly work on stuff together, most notably, uh, recently, Captain Marvel in 2019. What did you think? Did you did you see any sort of anything glaring in terms of direction? I, didn't, no. I don't think. No, it, it flows really, really well. Like mm. it, It's got down, by this point, I think the show's got down its, its formula. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that with with Dale um, in our episode with with him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Mm, mm. Um, of you know keeping that continuity in terms of style and yeah direction throughout. No, it does. It, I think it it keeps its flow very very well. Um, and the formula of here's your target, here's the raid, here's a little bit what's going on outside of the raid, here's your B plot C plot type beats. 
it, it's got that down, but it does it deviates from that a little bit from here on in. I think mm, um, it, it does it does a lot of. I want to say running around. That's not the that's not the right way of describing it. From here on in, I think it's more focusing on three or four people's stories. Yes, it's, it's the best way to, to describe what we've it. Seen previously is mm. the best non-spoiler way of of describing yeah. it, isn't it? We get we get um we get a little bit more with people you wouldn't expect. We get a little bit more mm. in locations you wouldn't expect. Yeah. There's a little bit less of the aviation sort of side of things, almost. Yeah, it's still there, but it's not at the forefront because it's people situations have changed mm. um, and as we'll see in this episode situations are changing um very uh at a rapid pace so shall we say so the target for today in this episode is the monster railway marshalling yards close to the city center now i know matt you've been looking this up because there's a bit of controversy going around about how this episode handles the shall we say, strategic operational uh, goal of the monster raid, monster raid, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. So I was talking to Francis of uh, Operations Room about this on Twitter. My boss. And, yeah, <laughs> and um, he he was saying that he hoped that they would handle it in a, in a way that would be, uh, I, I guess, true to the, the reality of the situation mm, mm. and that they purposely targeted Monster Cathedral. Um, at the yeah. point when mass was ending on the Sunday morning and everyone was leaving the cathedral. And of course, around the cathedral is based a lot of the housing of the of the people that worked on the railways. Um, and and I, I was thinking of next week's episode and I said, I think you'll be interested to see how it's handled. Mm. And then on, on my rewatch for, for this week's, you know, recording of this uh, review, I, I realized that it does kind of skirt around it a little bit in terms of it never specifically says we are targeting the actual people no, that work on the it, railway rather than the infrastructure that they work in. It, it says there's a character that I think it's the uh, one of the majors uh, aides. I think he says that it, it, you know that's that's collateral in a way. Like if you do yeah. like if you do hit the hit the buildings around that you'll be hitting the the workforce so they kind of hint on it and then it's it's almost it's implied without being said after when you have the exchange with egan and um frank yeah Yeah. and he says uh you know jesus christ crank it's a war um you know if if we bomb people um they're part Mm -hmm. of it now you know and crank replies well none of those people that we're going to bomb today shot down buck because the the main focus of this episode is very much how Buck's uh, disappearance has got Egan. It's really you can see. Oh, yeah, it grows from the end of the previous yeah. episode. And yeah, I, and I think you told me, or maybe Francis was telling me this week that the real Egan cheered the fact that they would be doing yeah. this raid, and it's not yeah, in the show. Mm. Um, I've I've got the quote actually. Um, oh, great. Uh, Others who had lost friends in the past raids joined in the cheering because here was a chance to kill Germans, the spawners of the race hatred, the minority oppression. It was a dream mission to avenge the death of a buddy. Wow. Is the, okay. is the quote around it. I've got mm. a couple of others. Um, a, uh, a bombardier with a 30, uh, sorry, a bombardier with a 390th bomb group, uh, John Kima, said, um, it really didn't sit well with the crews. It was totally different concept to what we'd always taught. I wondered, what the hell are we doing? 
that mm. reaction to bombing people, not targets. Whereas, yeah. you know, the the reality of RAF raids was obviously like there's going to be collateral damage. There's going to be uh, civilian casualties, etc. Mm. In fact, uh, a lead navigator with the 95th Bomb Group, Ellis Scripture, said, um, ironically, Scripture was a very deeply religious man, and he said um, he approached one of his commanding officers and said he was very reluctant to fly the mission, and the um, and his colonel replied, look, "Look, like this is a war. Um, the Germans have been killing innocents in Germany, and sorry, the Germans have been killing innocents in Europe for years, um, and we're here to beat them." essentially mm. and mm. he was threatened with court martial and scripture reluctantly agreed to fly the mission wow. so it seems there was a, a range of reactions to yeah. the reality of and in donald, bombing humans yeah and in donald miller's book it it describes Civilians. how yeah it it in donald miller's book masters of the air it does mention how the true intent of the raid was uncovered i think in the 90s late 80s um so that's been known for some time and it i don't think the show side skirts it Fully, but it definitely does try to. I'm trying to get the right word for this. It doesn't. It doesn't present it at the forefront, shall we say? Mm, mm. Um, but obviously, if you're watching it as a viewer, it's obvious that those bombs it, it, on any raid that the guys have been on so far aren't dropping purely on the target. You know, we're not in the yeah. era of smart bombs yet. Um, this is this is area bombing. It, it's it, it's a product byproduct of it. It does say in the episode that you're hitting the men that keep the German railroads running. Mm. So, so it does say it. It doesn't mention the cathedral. No. Is 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 a key aspect of this. It doesn't mention the fact that it was clearly targeting a civilian target. Mm. But again, as you say, area bombing. That is just the 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 mean aiming point mm. for all of these, you know, hundreds of bombs that are going to land in that yeah. area around the marshalling yard, around the houses in Munster. Agreed. Um so, so, but, so getting back to the the episode, the sort of historical controversies are for an uh, other podcast to delve into deeper. Um, we mm. just thought we'd pick it out in case uh, listeners weren't aware of that. It uh, it doesn't um it doesn't make the show this episode any less impactful. I must admit, um, mm. in its in its the way it was handled, and that's something maybe we can talk about to to John Orloff later on um, when he comes on the show. So yeah, hoping for that one. So um, this is a very short flight. They say, yo, don't worry, you'll be back soon. It's only a short one. Munster's quite close to us. Um, and they can only muster 17 fortresses. And, and at this point, a lot of the crews are complaining about, well, why are we going up again? We were just up there. Um, I think, you know, um, Rosie's, uh, Rosenthal's crew, he, they're complaining about the amount of missions they've got to they've got to fly. Um, they've done like three in as many days, essentially. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're cooked. You know, they've had enough. Mm. Um so then we get a lovely scene where uh, Cross uh, he's just been promoted um, to lead navigator, um, and he's in, in more of a clerical office role, preparing the the navigational uh, part of the raids. Um, and he has his lunch um, or his breakfast in the mess hall. He has this really lovely narration about about briefing the navigators, and he says, "After wheels up, there's nothing I could do." And and he gives I... his um, friend his back his lucky snow globe. Which is yeah, really nice. Yeah, bubbles. This bubbles. Snow yeah. I like the. I like that shot during the narration where he's in the mess hall all on his own. Yeah. And all the previous times we've seen the mess hall, it's always been packed full of men getting ready for the mission. In that particular shot, it's just him on his own and an orderly mm. clearing away yeah. plates. It's really powerful. Quite a, quite a good shot, I thought. Yeah, and he's not with them anymore, which is mm. even more. You know, 
impactful. So this episode, very much like episode three, is a big raid sequence. It's mm. pretty much from beginning to end again. Um, and once they're in the air, um, uh, once the fighter escort flies away, just right at the edge of the channel, um, uh, things start going wrong immediately. So they lose a couple of forts to flak. Then when they're on the way to Munster, they lose another two. Um, so they go down from 17 bombers to 11. And that's even before they've got to the target. And Egan is, you can tell he's he's feeling something. Everyone's feeling something. You know, they're not, they're not as cool, calm as they were a few episodes ago. I think the, re- yeah. the reality and is the, definitely the groups are spaced out as well. So the, yeah. the group behind them is like five miles back. The group ahead of them is a couple of miles ahead. Mm. So they're spaced out too much. And they know that they're, they're at risk. Uh, there's a, a few great scenes in this where a lot of the lads get injured um, and it's very visceral, very uh, horrific. You know, there's a sequence where Harry, one of the waste gunners, gets a piece of flak in the head and it's yeah. just, he's just got nothing, there's nothing there. It's just like a, um, like a, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a horrific head injury. His face is blown away. By face is blown away. Yeah, and, and it kind of breaks down the, the whole crew almost. And mm. There's there's some um, there's some quite impactful little sequences where the you know the rockets are coming in and the nose on one of the the forts is is kind of blown away by a rocket. There's a lot going on in the same sort of way we saw in episode three, but it kind of just boils down to they're being picked off one by one because mm. there's not enough forts to put yeah. that to put that and not that blanket of fire out to keep the Messerschmitts away um and this is and that you you feel how isolated they are and there's this beautiful shot of the i think it's one of the uh navigator bombers uh, bomb aimers in in the front in in the front of the plane uh, front in of the, the nose in the nose of the see i'm still not getting this airline go down we were in just the, in one the other day we literally we're just in one the other day i know um <laughs> in the nose of the bomber and he looks up and he sees this swarm of Messerschmitts coming at them. And it is a swarm. There's got to be about a hundred of them. And it shows you how isolated the the bombers are this week. Like they, they're really on their own. There's, you know, there's as much as, as many guns as the forts have got on them because they've lost so many and they're so spread out. They just can't get the level of fire on these aircraft. Uh, I read, uh, doing a little bit of background on it. There was, at least 200 German fighters. Incredible. Single and, dub, single and twin engine aircraft attacking them. Oh, and we say the Luftwaffe was toast after the Battle of Britain. <laughs> and the, the official report says it was the most violent and concentrated attack yet made on this division by enemy aircraft. Wow. And you see it because they, they get picked off. Um, you know, uh, Rosie's plane takes so many hits and you see that when they're back on the ground later on. Um, it, it's amazing also, how this actually, thing stays in the air. Yeah, you funny you should mention that because you see that big hole in the wing appear yeah. from a 20 millimeter cannon round i think or some flak and i i did see this week a photograph of the actual the real royal flush post that and, and i will do if i can find it again um one of the cgi guys must have have seen it and because and, they've recreated it really quite well i think no it looks amazing Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Amazing. It's Again, you know, it's, it's the little details in this that we love. And then going back on, um, it's Rosie uh, realizes they're the only bomber left from the hundredth. Mm. Um, Egan's plane is hit. They all bail. Um, you get a great, a great sequence where they put the bail ro- uh, bell on and everyone's getting out. And there's this great sequence where Egan and his co-pilot are arguing who's going to bail first. <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the seven, the, the fortress is going down and he's like, it's my crate. You know, it's my bird. I'm not, I'm not jumping out first. And Egan goes, I'm the senior officer. No, you, I'll, you jump first and I'm jumping. And then they both sort of jump at the same time. Um, and he, and then there's this fantastic, and we we were waiting for this, weren't we? When we sort of were doing pre- prepping this series, we saw in the credits that there were skydivers credited. Yes, and there's this incredible short sequence where two skydivers who are meant to be Egan and his co-pilot are falling through mm-hmm. the air, and you've got what's going on behind them. They get checked by a couple of Messerschmitts. It's just superb TV very effective mm. um it's also that same sequence where they they uh they shoot the bomb site the, yeah the the bombardier has been wounded and he says no no shoot the bomb site shoot the bomb site and, and a guy pulls his 1911 and puts like four rounds into the bomb yeah. site to destroy it so the germans can't capture it no um, yeah heaven forbid they get one of those northern bomb sites you know, it's been drilled right. into us for a few weeks it's so important yeah yeah you know and they're big um, like they are you know i mean seeing one in person now it's like... <laughs> yeah. i was amazed how big they are um you know because you think at the right angle the right speed that might survive the crash you know so i can completely absolutely completely yeah. get it i think a couple of weeks ago they were saying like um you can dump it now we're over water because the bomb here was concerned when they were dumping it i think it was on the flight to africa wasn't it yes um, like says i don't i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna find it don't worry and then after that rose and rosie's crew are on their own and they get uh, attacked by a couple of uh, Messerschmitts, and then and then then there's this sequence. This this is much like episode three, where it's just things keep happening, mm. um, and it's edgy. You see, it really is. Um, Rosie does some amazing flying to angle the bomber, so his gunners can get the best aim on the on the uh, incoming Messerschmitts, and he flies it almost like it's a fighter. Like it's it's amazing sequence. You see the guys holding onto the side as the bombers like banking, and it's just some great some great flying, and also some great insight into Rosenthal himself because he is this legendary figure within the hundredth. It's incredible sequence. I I just again like this is episode three levels of brilliance. Yeah, and if you if you watch that, you you will be tempted to say, okay, that's television. That seems you would like be thinking that it's exaggerated for that, but it isn't. He did literally dogfight with a B seventeen because they're it's the incredible. only they're only fought left out of the bomb group. 
They are being beset by about half a dozen Lufapa fighters. He's throwing it around, pitching and urine, just trying to like throw them, throw them off, throw their aim off because they're not expecting a bomber to maneuver like that. Because mm. the, you know, strain level is is the aim of the game for yeah, bombers. Exactly. But you know, the, it's they're not in a formation anymore, so he's got to do something. And he's throwing the ship around like it's nothing, and that's no no mean feat because the controls are wired directly to the you know the the aerolons and the the flaps. So they're literally they are pulling directly it's not hydraulics it's not all no. this like they're literally pulling so the two of them are having to work on the controls to to maneuver the aircraft and i doing a bit of research i found um uh, an extract from sergeant de blasio who was the tail gunner on okay. royal flush and he wrote a letter to rosie in 2001 and he explained the situation and the the two the two waste gunners as you said couldn't really hold on they're like clinging on for dear life because they're being thrown around they're not strapped in no the, the very nature of that gun position is you can't be strapped <laughs> yeah. in you're like moving around in front like of a huge window yeah you're yeah. not you're not expecting the, the b-17 to just suddenly bank 90 degrees <laughs> you held and, on for and dear the life. show captures it pretty yeah. well because it shows them being thrown around like grabbing onto the side and hanging on for dear All life the empty shell cases and, go flying yeah it's great yeah it's 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 good and and the blasio said um he was the rear rear gunner so he's the m- most, you know, isolated man on, on the crew. He's all the way back um, at the tail of the, the aircraft. And he says, I lined up on the number two from my left and fired three short bursts. Uh, his left wing flew over his plane and crashed into the plane on the outside. Both went down on fire. I then switched to their inside plane on the right and fired at him. Smoke started coming from the plane and the canopy came off. The plane rolled and the pilot ejected. I couldn't follow his plight as I had one more plane to deal with, just as I brought my sights on him, he bet he peeled away. And by de Blasio's account, he he shot down six fighters, wow. which makes him an ace. If I'm not wrong. yeah, if I'm not incorrect, that kind of makes him an ace. But he, obviously, with the rest of the wing gone, there's no one there to actually verify, you know, seeing these fighters get shot down. And also with the rest of the wing gone. He wasn't really at the time thinking about, oh, well, I'll claim those six aircraft I've shot down. He was kind of, you know, going through some things at the time. So it wasn't a high priority. So it was never really officially recognized or verified because wow. it wasn't witnessed. Yeah. But his, the account that he wrote in, in 2001 is really interesting. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And that and sequence is just something else. Just illustrates the difficulty. Yeah, because what they, what happened was because of all the the rolling and and the, and the pitching that, that Rosie was doing in the controls to try and you know keep out of this little fire of, of the of the the fighters coming in left and right, the Luftwaffe eventually they realised that the easiest way to do this would be to line up on his tail and just follow his tail, so that basically gave De Blasio the perfect perfect shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing stuff. And made it count. And they once once they knocked out those half a dozen aircraft they kind of peeled off due mm. to uh needed to refuel um and at that point the rest of the Luftwaffe squadrons that kind of scrambled to to get them on the way back they were dealing with the bomber group that was ahead of them so royal flush managed to get through without any you know any more real um yeah. kind of uh hassle but obviously they were on two engines so as we said they're dumping all the all of the equipment that they can, shooting the bomb site, you know, throwing out mm. casings and you know guns and equipment. Massively, no, it's a very bombastic raid scene this week. Um, really, is one that you'll want to watch if you haven't yet. 
So um, Rosie gets back on the ground with his crew. There's a very somber scene right at the end of the episode um, with the inter- in the interrogation hut, and it's yes. literally the crew's just saying, "A, a no bomb will be read out, no record." It's it's very very heart wrenching. It's very bleak, powerful, mm. powerful and bleak. Um, and one of the guys says, "Really bad up there, sir. We didn't have no time, no time to take records." And then um, he talks about Bubbles Fort, and um, Cros is in Cros is in the room, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. What, and I think him? it's one of the waste gunners, or one of the um, maybe the top turret gunner of one of the of Rosie's fort says they blew up, sir. No, sir, no shoots. He's getting very annoyed. And then the episode ends with Cros reading a letter um, that Bubbles wrote about his death that didn't happen, mm. um, and that is very strong. And then while all that's going on, Egan's on the ground in in Westphalia yeah. in Germany, and it sets up the next episode as what's going to happen to Egan. Yeah. Now Egan's the, had the same like, same fate as Bucky being shot down. Yeah, on the run. Um, I also like the uh, the uh, reactions of the the ground crew as well. I thought mm. that was those little scenes were really well played out. You know, really the impact good. of of just one plane returning. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. Again, just mad levels of losses um, for, you know, one raid, one, one sort of very controversial target is sort of quite the irony of them going to do that. And then the irony of one bomber coming back is it's quite big for me this week. Mm. So I think maybe we can have a quick alley tally because we haven't had one properly. And there's a lot in this episode that I picked out. Oh, go ahead. You make it start. Just a quick one. So this week is the first and probably only Bedford report of Masters of the Air. <laughs> At the very, very start of the episode, we see a Bedford OY that drops off Rosie's crew because they, they'd um, accidentally landed um, in a on an RAF base. So they were transported back um, in the Bedford OY in RAF colours, which is lovely. Um, really love to see that. Um, and then there's a, a really nice spit um, because it's something me and Matt were wondering about for weeks. How do you do your business in a B-17? And we, we you know, next week, well, Wednesday, um, when you're listening to this, we'll have an episode out with... Uh, Hattie Hearn of the American Air Museum at Duxford. Mm. Um, and of course, we asked her, and she very kindly explained yes. the nuances of how they went to the toilet in a B 17 during <laughs> yeah. the war. Yes. And she explains it far more eloquently than we did. But there is that brief, brief sequence where yeah. someone has a wee. And someone has a whiz in a condom and throws it out the bomb uh, waste gunner's window. And the woman goes, Geez, how much coffee did you have? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know this this dark the darkest whiz you've ever seen in your life. Like, where oh, must have been cane in the coffee, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just really nice. Um, and I like the sequence, uh, the little section of Egan swapping his jacket out because Buck always hated yes. the jacket. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, it's it's kind of showing that he wants to imitate his friend because he misses him. I really like that. Really nice little sequence there. A bit more characterization through clothing there, Matt. I know you're yeah you're loving is. me doing that lately. Um, anything for your rally tally this week very quickly no nothing really other than the uh i, I liked the the fact that they shot the bomb site 
Mm. Uh, it was, it was I really thought nice. it was a good inclusion, you know. <clears throat> Lovely um, bit. But again, a strong episode. Contentious in, in terms of its handling of uh, signposting the actual intent of mm. the raid, but in terms of visuals and performances, very strong. No, incredibly, incredibly strong this week. I've got in my notes here, episode four is, sorry, episode five is uh, probably just as good as episode three in terms of scale and uh, the aerial sequences. Um, and it's yet again another episode that does set up more to come. Um, and this is, I was talking to a few people this week about episode five and some people are like, oh, well, you know, what happens next? Is this going to, you know, what happens now? Are we going to see this, that and the other? And I'm like, sometimes with this series, I wish that people could just quickly jump to next week. Mm-hmm. But then I, in a way, I'm glad that they can't. So I'm in a weird limbo at the moment where I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish people could just see this as one lump. Because it really yeah. does. The more I yeah. watch it, the more I realise that it does flow very, very well, actually. Um, so I just wish people uh, are going to stick with it for next week. Um, and I said that again there, that, you know, the controversies about the Munster Raid and how it's presented, they don't detract from the episode, but I think it... I, I see it as it's... <clears throat> he's trying to present it in the way the guys would have seen it at the time. Mm. So we're just seeing one crew member talk to Egan. We're not necessarily seeing or hearing all of that room and how they're feeling about it. So yeah. I'd like to think that there's some char- there's a, a crew over in the corner that are saying, oh gosh, this is this is this, that and the other. Yeah. But we're just seeing it. Someone from mimicking, one... you know, echoing scriptures. Yeah. Uh, comments perhaps. about, you know, mm. disagreeing with it and that kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head with the modern reflections and the modern uh revisionism and, and knowledge because i think the way that Orloff's tackled this is it's trying to be of its day of its era so not necessarily with what we know now so i'd like to talk to him about that going forward yeah that'd be interesting to see whether he's writing it um in the moment rather than mm. with hindsight sprinkled in um but yeah interesting thought yeah no but again a very strong episode of masters of the air yet again um, we hope you're all enjoying it and we hope you're enjoying these mini reviews that we're doing. Um, stick with Fighting on Film for another Masters of the Air review and stick with us for more war movie reviews and we'll catch you again next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.